plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome in to the Wednesday, September the 20th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, with you here as always, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football on today's show another busy one a film breakdown from the game on Sunday over the Los Angeles Chargers the 1917 victory with the all 22 coaches film becoming available yesterday and reaction to the Lawrence Timmons saga what the hell is going on with the Dolphins linebacker plus a new linebacker joins the Dolphins via the New Orleans Saints all of that and much much more but first I have to remind you guys, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. That's how we're judged here. Is subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tuned In, wherever you get your podcast from. The more subscriptions, the more downloads, the better it is for us, the better it is for you guys. Drop a five-star rating. Write me a nice little review. I will tell you about what that review can get you here in just a second. It helps the podcast grow. Get out to more Dolphins fans, yada, yada, yada. Don't forget to check out the Lockdown Sports family of podcasts, including the Lockdown NFL podcast and the Lockdown Heat podcast for national and local coverage of your favorite teams. Lastly, follow me on Twitter, at WingfieldNFL. I was tweeting out all kinds of gifs from the film today, or I should say yesterday on Tuesday and just kind of giving some thoughts on the game. Uh, people seem to like that quite a bit. So check that out at Wingfield NFL. Check out the show at Locked On Fins. Check out my personal website, thirdand10.com, where the week two quarterback grades and, and scouting reports and gifs are all going to be up very soon. But before we get into the meat of today's episode, I want to remind you guys about our amazing new partnership with PFF. That's profootballfocus.com. We are giving away a free PFF Edge subscription and the way you can enter these sweepstakes is by going ahead and going into iTunes or Apple Podcast and leaving a review on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Just go in there, click on re- write a review, leave us a review, leave your Twitter handle on there, and we are going to draw one person from random from the Locked On Sports Podcast Network every week, and we'll give away a free PFF Edge subscription to one person per week. It's a $40 value, NFL player grade, snap counts, positional ranks. If you watch the games on Sunday night, NBC football, they have the positional ranks on the bats from PFF, the site itself. Fantasy projections, rankings, tools, charts, NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and stats from the college players. PFF fantasy, DFS, NFL draft articles, team and player pages featuring PFF stats, their signature stats, their player grades. You cannot top it. It's in a fantastic value for $40. Also, Jeff Ratcliffe, director of fantasy football for Pro Football Focus, will join the Locked On Fantasy every Thursday for 10 minutes. And Mike Renner will be joining the Locked On NBA podcast every Wednesday. So PFF, profootballfocus.com, free PFF Edge subscription to enter. Leave your Twitter handle on a review on Apple Podcast under the Locked On Dolphins podcast. All right, guys, let's get into the meat of today's episode. 
Normally on Wednesdays, we're going to start with film review, but I think there's a little bit more of a pressing matter at hand here when it comes to the Dolphins. Just an absolutely crazy situation going on with, the, I guess, the biggest prize of the free agency period for the Dolphins and linebacker Lawrence Timmons. He comes over on a two-year contract, has a good preseason. We hear good things about him all camp. 101 consecutive starts. He's going to be the guy that solidifies his linebacking core along with Kiko Alonso and Raekwon McMillan. Come Sunday morning, I wake up to my phone having an alert saying Lawrence Timmons is AWOL, which I've never heard of that before in football. It's a very strange thing. I guess the closest thing would be Ricky Williams leaving the Dolphins, coincidentally, over 10 years ago, the night before training camp. This is a little different, leaving before a game. And the reasons we're hearing now is what really kind of irks me. And the reports are, or they were initially, that he left to be with family back east, which doesn't make a lot of sense because there was no danger involved. So he was trying to like kind of do some kind of cop-out story to make to cover his own tracks come to find out the reason that he left was he was trying to gather a party a big party for all the guys that on the team that wanted to watch the the Canelo and uh GGG fight triple G I, I don't know much about boxing obviously he wanted to get everyone together to watch that boxing match and there was a a rumor that he wanted to go up to Vegas and take the team up to Vegas and do it the night before the game and that blew my mind because I mean, back in my early mid-20s, it's not like I'm super old, I'm only 30 years old, but back in my mid-20s, I was able to do that where I could go out late at night and be worth something the next day. Now, if I have three or four drinks, I'm done for the next day. I can't, it it knocks me out. So the fact that he can do that and play football, good for him, I guess, but it almost makes me kind of view him throwing up last year in the game in Miami after a Jai's touchdown run kind of makes you put into perspective what is a priority in his life as he goes down to South Beach before the game and parties down there. And I'm making assumptions, but I'm not, I don't feel like it's that big of an assumption based on what we're hearing from the guy. Apparently he fled because the team didn't want to go out with him and they wanted to just keep the the party private within the hotel and which makes a lot more sense than anything else that he had to go through or that he wanted to do. So Lawrence Timmons quits on the team, walks away, makes up a, a BS excuse about why he did it. And now here he finds himself indefinitely suspended. The maximum games for a suspension for that is four games and they can dock pay. They can come after his signing bonus, all that stuff. We don't know what's going to happen with that. I, I Adam Gaze was not happy and there was a reason why it's pretty obvious why. I mean, I'm not happy yet. I'm, I'm assuming you guys aren't happy about it either. So he's gone for now, and the Dolphins immediately make a snap decision to go out and acquire a new linebacker, and I think it's something they absolutely had to do. The team was pretty light at linebacker on Sunday against the Chargers. Now they will add Stephon Anthony, former first-round pick of the New Orleans Saints from Clemson, uh, University of Clemson. He comes over from the Saints after being a first-round draft pick in 2015. The Dolphins give up a fifth-round draft choice, which is kind of high capital for a guy that basically is their version of Deion Jordan, promising rookie. I mean, that's a stretch. He, In terms of playing on the field, that's what he was. He didn't have the drug problems or the injury problems or whatever. But his first year in 2015, he had a good season, a lot of tackles, played the entire year, and then he regressed from there. And then this year, he has been inactive for the first two games due to an ankle sprain. So he comes over to join Miami and gives them a guy that is a little bit more reactive and can kind of flow to the football and be instinctive rather than you know, being dropped in his own coverages and trying to have to figure things out and make reads. That's where he struggled with uh, with the Saints. But if he comes over here now and can and can fill in that role and kind of be Lawrence Timmons and blitz and do some of that stuff and cover maybe, that might be the guy that you're looking for as his replacement. So he could be depth if he doesn't work out. If he does work out, you could be a solid starter. We'll see what happens with him. But that's the that's the immediate move the Dolphins make to rectify the Lawrence Timmons situation. Who I mean, we'll see what happens. I I don't want him back. I mean, 
I think that this team is all about the big picture moving forward, and that's what Adam Gaze has done. You know, it's all about creating a culture. He did the same thing with Byron Maxwell benching him. He benched Jawan James and wasn't getting done, getting it done. And these aren't the same situations. This is just poor play on the field. He cut the three offensive linemen, obviously, after they were terrible in that game against the Titans last year. He leaves Jay Ajayi home when he sulked before the Seattle game. Adam Gaze has been establishing a firm culture, and it's gotten guys to buy in, and it's gotten guys to believe in the system. And Lawrence Timmons is in no way, shape, or form above that. He's a good player. He would be valuable to this team. They could use this guy. But you don't sacrifice the long-term goal for Lawrence Timmons' you know, crybaby attitude. So I'm with Gaze, whatever he decides to do. If he can get Timmons to come back and apologize and be very, very apologetic and, and remorseful of his decision-making and come back and prove that he belongs in this team, then that would be a good sign too because that means that the Dolphins gave him a second chance and he earned it, and then you know he's on a very short leash from there. But we'll see what happens. It's a very fluid situation, very tricky situation, and I'll be updating you guys on that as I find out more. This is the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, at Wingfield NFL on Twitter. The show can be followed at Locked On Fins. We'll get into the game review here in just one second, but just want to give you guys a reminder to subscribe to the podcast for your chance to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. Subscribe and review on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Leave your Twitter handle in there, and you have a chance to win yourself a free PFF Edge subscription. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. All right, let's get into the Wednesday film review edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast here on the Locked On Sports family of podcasts, your home for all your local and national coverage. When I, walk, when I watch the film, it's a little bit different than how I go ahead and evaluate the game from Sunday based on the broadcast. And I, I mentioned this to you guys, how it's kind of hard to keep track of everything. But going through the film, you can see more things. You get the end zone angle. You can see the safeties and their coverages and that kind of stuff. And we're going to start right there with Rashad Jones. The play at the end of the game, it was the first play of the final drive for the Chargers before the missed field goal. Rivers dialed up his tight end. I can't remember if it was Antonio Gates or Hunter Henry. But Rashad Jones, he recognized it and kind of closed down and hesitated at the very last second. And it was very similar to that play in the 2015 game at the Tennessee Titans where he jumped a pass, picked it off, took it to the house for six, and flipped into the end zone and kind of did the thing that we all love about him where he makes big plays. He had an opportunity to do that in the L.A. game, and he just hesitated the last second and didn't get in there. I think that's a sign of his rust and his kind of lack of you know, comfortability coming back into the game. This is his first full game since last October, so it's been almost a year for him. You know, The hurricane slowed him down, didn't get a chance to get his feet wet on that in the first game, so... This was his first game. I'm okay with it. He did some good some good things on Antonio Gates being very physical with him and not allowing the old man to kind of separate. But he was a little bit rusty. I think he'll be fine. But that's something I noticed on tape was he and Nate Allen had kind of rough games in the back end there and something you can't really see from a broadcast. But you get to the tape and you can definitely see the safeties struggling in this game. Up front in the linebacking crew, I was a little more harsh on Mike Hole than I should have been. He had some good run fits, which I, I gave him you know a bunch of crap on Twitter about not being able to do that. But he played well in that area, had some struggles in coverage. Kiko Alonso had a bad game by all tense, intents and purposes. His blitzing is just not up to snuff. 
He's a decent run defender when he shoots the right gap and gets in there and blows things up. And in coverage, he had some rough times too. He couldn't kind of he kind of had a hard time finding his man in his zone. So not the best game for Kiko Alonso either. But the guys that I pointed to that had a had a good game that I didn't really notice on the first watch was Jawan James. And if you follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL, you know that I was talking about him today and had several gifs on there. Go ahead and check that out. You can find the thread. It's the Jawan James thread. He had a dominant day. He shut out Melvin Ingram when he had his chances. He shut out Joey Bosa when he had his chances. Even on the play where Jay Cutler threw a touchdown pass to Kenny Stills, Jawan James has a fantastic block on Joey Bosa on that play and gets him out of there completely, laying out and keeping Jay Cutler upright and keeping him clean so we can throw a touchdown pass. He was moving guys out of the area in the running game. Him and Jermon Bushrod had some fantastic combo blocks. Mike Pouncey next to him had some pancakes. So the right side of the line, very good game. Laramie Tunzel was the guy that struggled in this game, which was kind of a surprise. His run blocking wasn't great, and his pass protection was not good either. So the line, offensive line, probably the last guy you'd expect to struggle was the one that did struggle, and the other guys had a good, solid game. I already talked about Jesse Davis and Anthony Steen, but the offensive line as a whole. And even J- Julius Thomas had himself a good block on one play that I actually posted on the uh, on the thread of Juwan James. So some surprises there and some ups and downs. Obviously, we know about J.A.J. I talked about him and the receivers and the defensive line yesterday. So that's pretty much it for you guys. I think Lawrence Timmons really kind of took my attention today. So I promise next week will be a more of a film review. But Juwan James, terrific game. Just wanted to point that out for him. Good for him. Jamon Bush had a good game too. Rashad Jones, a little bit rusty. Kiko Alonso, bad game. Mike Hole, better than I originally thought. So that's kind of my film thoughts for this week. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, tomorrow's episode is going to be a preview of the Jets game. We'll look at some film. I might have my Jets guest on tomorrow, or we'll do a bonus show on Friday with him. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, guys. Leave me a five-star rating and review. Check out the other Lockdown Sports podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter, at Wingfield NFL, and check out thirdand10.com. A lot of good content on there with quarterbacks as well as the Dolphins, too. Back tomorrow with another edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast, your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. Fins up. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.